friends welcome back to another episode of girl what i'm your favorite host danielle denise back live in the flesh podcasting once again if you haven't already please like and subscribe to the podcast on all the platforms especially apple and spotify and leave a glowing review if you feel strongly about it i like glowing glowing i, I like need that. it to sparkle <laughs> Throw a little like razzle dazzle. Yeah, sprinkle a little oregano on it. I need some good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) Now, you guys, I have a guest who is no stranger to the podcast. She goes by, she goes by, her name is, you know, Maria Parata. Unless you have another name, any AKAs. Just Mari. Some people call me Mari for short. Mari, got it. We are in LA, so Maria is like a very common name. So I just go with Mari, La Mari. It's it's cute, right? I I feel like it's funny. Nice and cute. Mari Mari. Maria is in the building. Hey, girl. Holla, girl. I'm back. She's back. She's been here before. Last time we talked about the Met Gala a couple years ago now, which is so crazy. Was that during COVID? That was like 2021. Was it 2021? Oh, I, I feel like it was during yes. co- like peak COVID time. It was peak COVID. Well, it was kind of tapering off a little bit. Yeah. I just remember... It was when they changed the the release of it in like September, October. It was right, weird. right. So it was it was because COVID. They couldn't have it in February, which mm-hmm. they usually have it around this time. And right. they switched it to the fall time. And we were coming back and it was our first kind of big event after COVID. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely remember now. Yeah. And we were wearing those ridiculous hats. We were looking a mess. Or okay, you know what? I looked a mess. No, I looked, looked crazy. Great. No, you didn't. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I, I think I I saw a recording of it like a couple nights ago cuz I was trying to like plug this and yeah. I was like, "Yo, what was I wearing?" <laughs> <laughs> we had on hats. Furs. I was, it was a mess. I had the on audacity glasses. For yes. us to be criticizing other people when we were looking a hot mess. <laughs> We were just trying to have fun. So I think it was warranted and I think it was a great pod. So per usual. Yeah. Having a little fun. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to us. That's right. But um, for those who don't know, Maria, let's talk about what you you do. You're Jeez. a lady of many hats. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of projects. <laughs> Lots of projects. <laughs> All day long. Listen, my 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 days are not like anyone else's normal day my days usually start around 5 a.m for me wow yeah and it's and it's and it takes a lot of discipline to do that but because i've been doing this for such a long time yeah so i would say 5 a.m in the morning usually and then it's followed by about a good 30 to 45 minutes of meditation which is very important to me that's how I start my day. Job. I didn't know that. And I'm happy to really? hear that. Really? Yeah. You ever talked about this? I'm big on prayer. Meditation? and like Yes. Yes. It's literally, so every morning is very intentional for me. Like I'll wake up and I really try to like not look at my phone, which has been actually the worst thing lately because now I'm like always kind of looking at it. It's hard. And if you've ever been on my Instagram, you already know it's a roller coaster. <laughs> my Instagram oh my God. Stories. Your stories are like the smallest ellipses of dots because, wow, you go all day. <laughs> but people like literally go through it and then they'll text, they'll DM me and they'll say like, yo, I'm feeling exactly how you're feeling or like, 
I just spent an hour on just your story. It's like people really get invested in my stories. Oh, you know, I have about 2000 followers and I want to say I engage with about 700 of them. That's a lot. I know. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of like fake followers, but also I don't fake follow anybody. Good. And But anyways, back to my day. Usually it's my alarm goes off at 555 a.m. Mm. Um, I tend to wake up at five because my my body clock just kind of does that automatically. Wow. And I'll start um, my meditation and my prayer. And I just really try really hard to address what's either on my chest that morning or in my mind. And if there's nothing, then it's just gratitude. But usually in my prayer, there's, it's always gratitude. It's always like, okay, think, I'm, I'm awake. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm awake? All right, cool. Let's start there. Thank you, God. I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got a meeting in two hours or whatever it is for me, you know, because it's usually like I have a meeting in the morning or I have a conference call. I have clients that are in Miami. I have clients that are in, in, in New York. So it's like that three hours it's three, it's five o'clock for me, but it's 8 a.m. for them or it's mm-hmm. 6 a.m. for me and I'm brushing my teeth, but it's 9 a.m. and I have to be ready. Right. So I always kind of wake up with that. Like I woke up. Oh, shoot. I'm already behind because yeah. I'm already like three hours behind. But then I have to remind myself, OK, we stop, breathe, pray and then go. It's all about that checklist in the morning. And actually, when you meditate and you realize like your day, like you're intentionally going into the day with like, I'm, you know, I need I need assistance, universe, God, whoever you pray to mm-hmm. with this meeting at 10. And then, you know, maybe I've got, you know me, I've got a side hustle here and <laughs> I got like a couple side hustles. Yes. <laughs> including my own, including my own brand. So it's like, God, I'm going to need the extra energy today to get through just my na- nine to five. Mm-hmm. And then. Make sure I call who I need to call during my lunch break Mm -hmm. to organize what I need to get done after, you know, I'm done because my days are 5 a.m. usually to 2 a.m. Damn. Yeah. Girl. (laughs) And the energy usually is this or like higher. But there are times where it's like if I'm doing it for like six days in the week on my sixth day, you'll find me a little bit more like a little burnt, a little burnt, a little emotional, a little. Yeah yeah no i mean yeah it it turns out you really need like a month-long vacation at the way you move and work but you know that's not that's not something you just do which i kind of had it unfortunately because you know i was laid off from my last job so i had about eight to nine months of unemployment which i've never had in my life Hmm. and then i realized coming back into the workforce that Maybe that's not what I want anymore. Mm. So then (laughs) comes, I think I want to go back to starting my brand. And that's kind of what I've been on for the last couple of months is like that energy. You know, people were saying, uh, what are your resolutions for 2023 in December? But for me, I started in October. I was like 2023 started for me in October of 2022. Because in October of last year, I was like, I think I'm going to do this for myself. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, so. I'm, and I feel like, you know, you could have been doing that, but it takes time. It takes time to get there mentally, to be mm-hmm. mentally ready to do it. Um, I, too, am gearing up to mentally start 
I want to start developing this year for sure and mm-hmm. get my activewear line first started. Okay. So, and I'm in the early stages. Well, you, you already got me. You know, I got you, girl. And I'm, <laughs> thank you. I love. You know, that I got you. <laughs> but I love that even for your journey, mm-hmm. you still started your line mm-hmm. while you were working, while mm-hmm. you were managing artists, while you're doing so many things. Mm-hmm. And even though you know you didn't like launch everything every season you still had things in the works they i were always have something cooking in yes. the back burner you're always in the development yep. stage of mm-hmm. something which is beautiful yeah so i i'm so excited that you have a fashion show coming up so i definitely yeah. want to talk about it it sounds really cool i will definitely be there Yes, girl. You know, I need you on the runway wearing like very oh, little to nothing. I might be in <laughs> the show, you guys. Please. I might be in the show. We'll let's, see. Let's talk about this. But, you know, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I think I'm pretty that day. Confirmed. So, February yeah. 18th. She's going to be on the runway wearing very little to, little to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, I don't know what look you're going to put me in, but I'm down. Either way. I like being reckless. A little bit. <laughs> and I love it when my friends get to be reckless with me. <laughs> I'm here for it. You know, I can wear anything. So, yes, this fashion show sounds really awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cultural. Yes. Let's talk about the history. Let's talk about the name. So, what is the actual name of the... It's called Chicano Elegance. Chicano Elegance. And so, it's crazy. So, I was actually... Um, I was actually invited to participate in this somebody is really blowing me up on my instagram right now sorry it's like, i'm putting that away she's popular <laughs> um and the the girl who started her name is alvira samora and she um has been in the industry for a very long time as a wardrobe stylist like working on independent films and you name it entertainment all of it um and she called me and she said hey i really want to start a fashion show that represents us as Chicanos. Okay. So whenever I hear the word Chicano, for me, that means like Mexican from East LA. And so my first thing was like, mm. girl, but you're not even Mexican, you're Peruvian, number one. Oh, well, so I guess we need to get into the meaning of Chicano. So for her, it means if you were, you know, raised and born in East, like in the LA area, okay. and you're a Latina growing okay. up. So that was really where she kind of brought that up. And I was just like, all right, cool. Because, you know, I consider myself, you know, I am half Mexican, half Salvadoran, which mm-hmm. when I say that to people, they're like, how did that happen? Because if you don't know about it, there's a thing between like Mexican and Salvadorian. Oh, they don't get along. Apparently. Oh. But my parents did. <laughs> they got, Listen, they got know, enough along right. to get five kids co- like coming out. Yeah, my mom had five kids. <laughs> <laughs> something worked you know something sparked when but you click, um you click mm-hmm. so anyways so she was saying you know she wants to do something that brings us all together and um and represents the chicano um heritage in the fashion stage and on top of that you know we are actually helping all the proceeds from this show are going to help a um nonprofit organization called Helping Hands, which nice. um, was started by a young lady who like provides shelter, resources, and especially like mental health therapy for p- 
people who have women who have left like domestic violence situations. So mm. for me, when she said all of that, I was like, count me in. And I was thinking, oh, like five people will show up. It will be something small. This is a good way for me to ease into LA Fashion Week. And then before you know it, you know, we started getting sponsors and one of them being George Lopez, which nice. we're super excited about. Um, so I'm like, yo, this is starting to become bigger than I thought it was going to be. And the media outlets are starting to show love and interest. We, yeah, we've got to put on a show. <laughs> we're putting on a show, folks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so exciting. I didn't know all that. Ooh. Every week, somebody else jumps on and wants to like either be there to do coverage for us, which is a ma- like major for us, especially for someone for the designers that are involved, there's six and local independent designers. Yeah. Um, me being one of them. And I have the honor of closing the show out, which is like super, like a big deal. <laughs> I, you know, no big deal, but a huge deal. Kind actually. of a big deal when you haven't done this for like 12 years. I mean, I used to do all like the bigger um, LA Fashion Week events, but this is such a long time ago. And for me to go from going corporate and doing things one way to now funding myself again mm-hmm. it's hard because <laughs> i'm shifting yeah. gears yeah. you know but i want to say like since i have the opportunity to say it like i wouldn't feel confident to do it had i not had that weird period of like that covid happen so during the pandemic Mm -hmm. i ended up in back in the studios again so my history with music has always been there like my first my first like endeavor into um design was actually designing merch for like the wallflowers which you may not know who they are but that's bob dylan's son jacob dylan's band and so like i was 16 and i was able to start doing stuff for them um, and then from there, I just started working on different artists' merch. So when I stopped doing my brand and I started working corporate, I kind of lost my spark. And I was like, well, maybe I'm supposed to do this for other people, right? Mm-hmm. And I was making good money for other people. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. Sure. Yeah. But when COVID hit, one of my really good friends who was in a girl group, Prima J, um, Janelle said, I want to go back in the studio and I want to be creative. And will you come and will you represent me? And I was like, sure, I'll be your manager. So we ended up we ended up in the studio, in the studio in like South Central L.A. And I meet like the most like this is like the most random thing. This is how like life works, I think. Right. And you're supposed to meet certain people. Yeah. I end up in a studio. September of 2020 and I meet FIFA which is mm-hmm. this like young you know artist um I don't want to really call him a rapper he's really an artist because I've seen him do and if you tell him to work any like genre I feel like I've been in the studio with him enough to know that he can really hit it out the park oh wow and he had his own brand at the time LA Tinos and he was like can you help me with it and I'm like yeah yeah. You actually learned, you own the name Latinos. <laughs> I was a, that was it's my first thing. Cool. I was like, you know how big that is? I'm like, of course I'm going to work on this. Yeah. So working with him and working with his brothers and working with his whole team, I realized like, you yeah, have been sleeping on myself. 
So for sure, big ups to them. I'm actually wearing one of my favorite Latino sweatshirts today. Shout out the brand. Um, So I feel like that was a big, big push for me to like go back in and say, hey, girl, do this for yourself. Try it. And what was that? 2020. Now we're in 2023. It did take the two years, which some people it takes them a little bit less. But for me, it's different for everybody. I needed to go through the cycle of like, all right, let me develop this one drop. Let me develop a second drop. Yeah. Yo, I have it. I really do have it. It's still in me. But you know, when you work for corporate, they make you doubt that you have it Mm. because they're like, well, we're not going to pay you this much because we don't think you're that good. They always kind of do that. I mean, you've worked in corporate before you revolve a lot of carrot dangling in yep. the fashion industry <laughs> carrot dangling you could be real good at your job and then come time you review ah we just don't feel you're like ready for the next level when actuality it's usually budget or something that they're not trying to um supersede to give you the more money but whatever the case may be corporate is it could be soul crushing in a way it, it can be so creative limiting that it kind of keeps you from doing your own thing Mm -hmm. in that regard for me it's like i could have been started something a long time ago as well yeah but you know when you work corporate it feels safe Mm -hmm. you get comfortable you get comfortable Mm -hmm. it feels secure Mm -hmm. because you got your benefits and everything else just constantly working for you Mm -hmm. but at the same time like is this all you want to do because i know for me as a tech designer i don't think i want to be a tech manager like i don't mind having two people on my team Mm -hmm. i already i've done that but like more than that i don't i don't see it for myself see so and it's funny because we know each other for a long time Mm -hmm. i actually know you from baby steps like your intern yeah i was still in school (laughs) when i met you Mm-hmm. That's right. You were well working at the company I had interned. I at. was the head designer of that department. That's when you right. Started. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. That was like a solid. <laughs> and I was a baby ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You've been you've been working your ass off, girly, mm-hmm. for years. Because it's been nonstop for me. Because my story is just like there was no option for me. There was no like someone's gonna take care of home for me. Mm-hmm. I was taking care of home since since I was little. <laughs> so when you met me, I was already in my, in my, I wasn't in my transitioning period. I was already in like, okay, I'm already the head designer for like a big company. I want to be an executive. Mm, and I wanted okay. to like, I want to sit with all those white boys with, like with, with the, the suit and ties. Yeah. How do I get there? So it was like a lot of learning, you know, I grew up on the block on the hood and I grew up with a very colorful vocabulary. <laughs> Great way yeah, to put it. <laughs> colorful vocabulary. Um, so I had to really learn on my own how to negotiate a salary, how to project to somebody that I was worth that salary, and then how to like say, hey, let me lead your company, let me lead your teams, let me scale up your business, you don't know me because I'm not a, you know, can I say it? Yeah. I'm not a, you know, rich, cute little white girl with Botox <laughs> and lip fillers. <laughs> but <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm doing, <laughs> you know? 
and and, and I know the business. And so I think what's always separated me from a lot of the pack would be that I was creative, but I also had the foresight to see the business side of it. So I always, when people ask me like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a hyper creative because one, I don't stop. The, the, the creative flow never stops, but also the business. Like if you start talking business to me, I get very turned on by it. I'm just like, oh, that's sexy. I want to talk about money. You're like, tell me more. Tell me more. How do I make my art? How do I translate that into dollars for you? And I, and I think about it for myself and for the brands I associate myself with. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that they know that because I'm like, yo, I'm going to wear the shit out of this and I'm going to plug the shit out of it because I know that there's potential with what we're working on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest part, especially when you work in corporate. It's like, how yeah. can they're going to be like, how can you make us money? That's that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. But that's where it's like creatively limiting because it's like they're going off of what sells. So it's like, OK, how do I take this? Make it, you know, not 100 percent like the thing that's already existing because, mm-hmm. you know, knocking off is basically what fashion is. Yeah. Especially <laughs> fast fashion. Fast fashion mm-hmm. is just knocking it straight off of the label, you know. Yeah. And I'll say for because <laughs> Steve Madden is so funny. They be knocking off the shoe completely from the designer label. And I don't know how they get away with it every time. But I have a funny Steve Madden mm. story. And it happened a couple of days ago. Did you meet Steve Madden? Well, I was in an elevator with him a month ago. Oh, my God. Which is weird that you funny. just brought that up. <laughs> just brought that up. But apparently, Please. but apparently he's in talks with like my old employer. So they might actually be like partnering on something. But um, apparently he likes looking at, you know, some of the young assistants. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. I had to say that. About to be a Me Too movement in this bitch. Yo, I had to call it out. (laughs) Mr. Steve, Mr. Madden. see out here. Mr. Madden. Mr. Madden, you, you want a slippery slope, my guy. Yeah. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Wear some shades. That's where I get fucked up, too, sometimes. Like, social media will make me feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, I see everybody doing everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, the movie. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I just woke up. Like, why haven't I done anything yet? It's only 8 o'clock. But I started it's real. a purge last night. I started a purge. And if you were on my stories and you saw it because I had a whole rant. Would you purge? But I literally went on my Instagram and I was like, I'm deleting people that I don't want to see their Instagram anymore. Oh, okay. And it was things that either triggered me, anything that made me feel like I was like maybe in competition with or anything that made me feel any sort of way that I was like, I don't want to look at this because it makes me feel either fat or not good enough or any of those things because social media tends to do that yeah especially as females like i don't need to look another hot girl i'm good you know like (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i was like i'm not looking at this girl and it's again it might be from there might be a deeper part of that where it's like maybe i have to address some like insecurity issues but for right now i don't want to be triggered so i was like delete unfollow 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 and anything that to me just felt like it was toxic in any sort of way i unfollowed i got you know instagram stopped me yesterday at like about 150 and I, this morning i was like i gotta continue on my journey and i went unfollow unfollow unfollow, unfollow i'm not done yet i am not done yet i am unfollowing you motherfuckers i'm done you start unfollowing things that just don't serve you and i think that sometimes when you are 
like on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, certain accounts trigger you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to kind of just go back and just um, do a detox. Because, you know, we're, I think it's crazy is that we're grown women. Like I'm about to be 40 this year Mm. and there's still things that trigger me. So I think like what's going on in the mind of like a young girl you know, like a 13 year old. I couldn't imagine myself being 13 and having all this access to, you know, to social media and starting to feel like one body dysmorphia or like the need to like be flashy and have all this like instant success. And I think a lot of a lot of that, if it hurts us as adults, what is it doing to like the youth? You know, that's very true. The youth is, you know, they're going to be a whole different breed of people Mm -hmm. like generation Gen Z is different. Okay. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. And I just feel like psychologically social media will play such a big part in their lives that we won't know. We won't know what's going to come of it. And it's kind of scary. But you have to take a detox as an adult. At least I do. Like, I just know myself enough now that I get overstimulated. Mm -hmm. I get overstimulated by seeing a lot of bullshit. People I know faking the funk, living these whole different lives online, which, all right, if you are an influencer or you're trying to do something on social media as, you know, your passion, then I guess it's warranted. But if you're just out here lying about the dumbest shit just to do it, I think there's mental illness there. I don't know what that is. You not you might need to talk to somebody. But either way, it's not it's not for me to decide or it's not even my business. You know, I really yeah. shouldn't care this much. And I don't, but it's still like it's something I absorb and then I feed it back to myself like, well, what am I doing wrong? Well, because you get invested. Yeah. It's like, you know, in the mornings when I said I wake up in the morning and I try to like meditate and be intentional about what I'm saying to myself, the words I speak to myself in the morning, what I pray for in the morning. So now you have something, a device literally in the palm of your hand that you scroll up, scroll down, whatever, sideways, swipe sideways, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. You're being triggered. Mm-hmm. It is triggering either, you know, an emotional response to be like, oh, my God, I love that outfit or like, oh, my God, look at that girl. And she's doing like these crazy, you know, workout. And I don't look like that. And, you know, look at how many likes she has versus, you know, you start to those things start to play with your head. Yeah. It's like so it's like and I'm an adult. Like I said, like we're, we're grown. Right. We're grown. We don't have time for this. <laughs> we got time for this shit. <laughs> and, you know, it's if it's going to affect me where it's like going to derail my focus for the day or if it's I, I just feel like it's totally warranted to take a sabbatical, take a, a break. And, you know, the other reminder, too, is we only post the parts of our lives we want people to see online. Very true. Right. Mm hmm. So like if you go on my grid, it's like, oh, my gosh, you like so stylish all the time. But half of the time I don't even wear makeup. Same. Like I don't wear makeup every day. Like my skin needs to breathe. Same. I'm turning 40. <laughs> my skin needs to breathe. <laughs> I got to breathe in general. So in general. Like the tight stuff, you know, mm-hmm. is limited. Everything is so limited now. Mm-hmm. I'm all about comfort. And it's still being stylish, but comfort first. Mm-hmm. Like fit it has to be there. So I feel you, girl. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Let's rewind. Let's go back into the fashion show that's coming up. Ah, 
I'm so nervous. It's coming February 18th. Yeah. In downtown LA, right? It's at the Los Angeles Rivers and Gardens. So it's actually kind of oh. like Elysian Park. Um, Elysian Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know where that's at. Which, you know, historically was a very Chicano, um, you know, residential area. And then now it's become, you know, it's been a little gentrified. Mm-hmm. But um, as all of our urban spaces are turning in LA. Yeah. Um, it's getting so expensive to live in LA. But um back to the show. It is happening. It's the first time that they were doing it. So first annual, love first that. First annual. Yes. Um it's a gala. It's supposed to be a black tie affair, which I know people are like, what do you mean? Is it a three piece suit thing? Right. I I too thought like black tie meant like all custom everything, just about. But couture? Or couture, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think it's couture like that. I think it's just like dress to the nines. Just dress up. Just dress up. Not down. Up. Up. <laughs> up. If you're coming, dress up. up. Yeah. And the tickets are a hundred dollars a pop. So if you're coming, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the proceeds are going to um, Helping Hands, which is an organization that's helping, you know, um, shelter um, victims of, of domestic violence in our LA area. Um, nice. They've they are not a 501 nonprofit organization. They've been doing this for a couple of years. And, you know, one of the amazing things about this organization is that she focuses on the mental health and educating. That. And I think that sometimes, especially in our communities, like whether you are Latino or black or Asian, we tend to stigmatize therapy. And now we've known each other for a long time. And I think I've said that a couple of times today, <laughs> but as friends, I think we've had the conversation about the importance of therapy. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started seeing a therapist in about 2016 because I was going through some personal things that I'm not going to get into. But um, it's really important. It really, really helped save my life in a way that I was going into like a total depressive state. Mm -hmm. And because of the stigma behind therapy, I was scared. I was actually scared to just look up a therapist because I'm like, oh my God, am I going crazy? Yeah. Like this is what mom says is like for crazy people, you know? And growing up in a traditional like Latina family, the only people who see therapists and psychiatrists are crazy people. Mm-hmm. So I just, it, it was really a hard step for me to take in, but you know, I'm happy now. I still see my therapist. I, I spoke to my therapist two days ago. I needed it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're there for when you mm-hmm. need it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be when you freak out or actually have mm-hmm. a mental breakdown. Use it. That's why I want one now. I need someone to just be that guide, like when I am feeling like anxious or whatever, so I can just tackle those those moments as soon as possible and not mm-hmm. let them fester and bottle up and turn into some explosion later. Mm-hmm. So I get it, girl. You do what you got to do. Yeah. So I mean, I'm excited about the show. I'm excited for the you know for being able to help um our community and give back that's part of my call to service i always feel like that's really my calling people are are like oh you're a designer but i'm like well but really my calling is to serve Hmm. because i feel in all aspects of my life whether it's like my family or my friends you know i feel i show up Mm -hmm. um and i take it very serious i'm gonna cry it's coming (laughs) like please don't cry girl it's gonna cry. i'm like don't cry right now um, touching yeah. moments on the pod on the pod 
god <laughs> thank you that you just helped me not cry oh. by doing that <laughs> i needed that happy to help yeah happy to help girl because i was like oh crap i must start crying on camera yeah um yeah no i i think it's really important i think that we live in a society where people are very much about themselves you know i i tend to work with artists and sometimes i feel like people in the entertainment industry can be just about themselves mm -hmm. so it's hard for um it's hard for them to like feel the support so yeah. i'm very much about helping my friends and 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 the community so i'm excited to do this not just for myself but because i know i'm going to give back and i think that that's like the coolest part of doing the show totally <laughs> yeah girl <laughs> how are you able to put in the time and effort it takes to produce slash develop your show and work and handle everyday life and eat and breathe and hopefully get some sleep. <laughs> so on average, on average, my sleeping hours are from about 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. You did say that you get a little three hour nap. I get a three hour Ugh. nap and then when I get home from work, I use I usually take a shower right away and it's like that shock of like the water hitting your body and then um, I just get straight to it. Um, mm. So that's what really kind of helps me. I don't I don't very if I take a nap in the middle of the day, what will end up happening is it's going to take me like another one to two hours to really power get back out of up. That. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's hard. It's very, very hard. Naps are risky at yeah. this big age. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you take a nap, at, you know, at 39, and then you're like, yo, sleep. I want to stay asleep. I'm not trying to get up right now. Yes. <laughs> and then you're kind of contemplating, like, should I get up? I mean, I could just stay here. Right. And then this weather hasn't been helping, helping at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a little cooler. The rain definitely slowed me down. It kept me in the house. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's been very, very hard to juggle. Um, I also started my production company. I don't know if you know that, but I basically do like private label and I have two clients. Okay. So I've been <laughs> wow. figuring that all out while wow. I'm working on my stuff, while I'm working on whatever A through Z project I have in the back burner. So yeah, no, I don't really have time to make excuses. And I think that's what it is because mm -hmm. I've packed so much. I don't give myself an allowance to make an excuse. Like I really can't take the break. Got you. So I, I'm sure that there's a lot of things here that I'm doing that are unhealthy for me. But um, I figure the show's on the 18th of February and I've got about 29 more days of this. And then after that, I'll sleep. <laughs> like literally i see myself like february 19th just asleep the just whole day the whole day Maybe like an the 18 hour sleep <laughs> damn yeah that's how i'm gonna celebrate <laughs> and i'm not mad at that i feel like yeah there's some sacrifices that, that have to be made to get things done yeah. So, you know, all this is, is just inspiring to hear. Mm -hmm. So I, I know at some point Thank I'm going to have a sleepless night and I'm going to have to figure out, hey, how bad do you want it? <laughs> I know you're not going to give me all the details to the pieces you're launching, but like, are we doing seasons with this fashion show? Like, is this supposed to be the spring, summer? Are we in resort? What season are we with this LA Fashion Week? So typically LA Fashion Week in March is going to be autumn, 
autumn winter which is like you know q3 q4 okay um, which is like i say that's also resort yeah but um again this show came out of like this show came out of nowhere for me Okay. And it came like on a, you know, it was a conversation like at Earth Cafe in October and it was supposed to be just more of like something a little bit smaller scale. And as I'm getting closer to it, I'm I see myself designing a full collection with like things that I that need show pieces. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, OK. So. Um, so we're talking like dresses. I'm going to have dresses. I'm going to have sequin pieces. I'm going to have some Ooh. some pieces that are like more color blocked and some things that are going to be ready to sell, ready to wear and things that are not going to be ready to wear because I don't really have the facilities and the resources to to produce everything right now. Yeah. So it's more like a showcase for me. Awesome. Um, but I mean, I'm excited. And the thing about the line is um, for me, as a Latina designer, it's very, very, very important to to kind of keep that, I wanna say like, I keep saying the word representation on the racks. And the reason I say that is because I feel like we're not represented on mm. any of the department floors, department store floors, and when they do, it's forced. So I've been in enough boardrooms and behind closed door meetings to know that a lot of these department store buyers don't really know what to do with us. Mm-hmm. They know they need to include us because it's part of the movement of inclusivity. But when they bring in the brands, they don't put any sort of backing towards like the marketing. So you sometimes will walk into, like I would say like, I'm gonna use Nordstrom as, as an example because I feel like they do a really, a poor job and a good job. And the reason I say that is because it's a good job that you're including us, Yeah, but it's a poor job is how you're portraying us and marketing us the execution the execution isn't there got it and these brands you know these like um brands that are made by latinos or made by black owned businesses like pattern right Mm -hmm. when have you ever seen a successful marketing rollout for pattern we're talking about for the app yeah no for for the hair care Oh, Tracy's. Yeah, Tracy's brand. Oh, great question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm in everything. I, I, I'm i such a shopper that I'm always watching the market, whether it's like going to be clothing or it's going to be beauty because I'm a girl too. Like, sure. And I'm going to look at all this stuff. So I'll notice. I'm like, oh, wow, Tracy Ellis. That's not how I say her name. Tracy Ellis Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're selling it at Nordstrom now. Why hasn't Nord? Yes, how come Nordstrom doesn't have a proper rollout for her? Yeah, I agree that should be a thing. I went online the other day and I saw all the stuff for Fear of God on Nordstrom in clearance, and I'm like, did it not sell? And then I checked every like item because I'm a nerd. I went on there, checked every item. Oh, they have plenty and small. They got medium. They have the whole inventory. There's just no marketing behind. it. There's no marketing behind it, so people don't know it's there. Yeah. But at the same time, who is one of the most like? prolific designers that has come out of you know the usa in the last 10 years jerry lorenzo to me he is the future of american luxury he is this generation's ralph lauren you know if you don't know who he is i don't know maybe you live under a rock but why isn't he being marketed in all of the rollouts for these department stores that are carrying him I mean, maybe they, it's probably budget. They probably don't want to pay for it. Yeah, but they carry everybody else's stuff. You see, you know, you see uh, 
what is that brand that Khloe Kardashian does? Um, Good American. Good American everywhere. Yeah, but you see, they pay for all of that shit. I think it's 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 a double edged sword because mm-hmm. I do think it's both the the designer's responsibility to push, mm-hmm. but also the the store's distribution to have something going or some type of collaboration, a campaign, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I will say with the Good American, when they collabed with Zara, I saw it. But that's also because I shop yeah. at Zara and, you know, it's like you just got to be in the know. Nordstrom is dropping the ball a little bit, but I think that's also malls in general. Like, yeah, there just has to be a rework on malls because people aren't going. So you really have to just improve your your online presence because that's where we're really at. Yeah. And then social media. You got to get a TikToker to dance your little shirt with your shirt on and I gotta stuff. get someone dancing in the sweatshirt right now <laughs> you do you gotta like get the tiktokers involved because social media is really like the the fuel and it's annoying but it's important so jeez it's just it's just crazy so I'm I'm to me my brand and what I want to represent is like probably the opposite of what people are gonna think when they think Latina from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Do you know well, what I'm saying? Let's talk about. We haven't even said the name of your brand. It's called all. Prayed in Full. Prayed in Full, which is <laughs> I think is a great name. I love yeah. the play on words. Yes. And then I love what you had designed, mm-hmm. especially with the sweat sets. It was just so bold, and mm-hmm. it was still like a nice colorway, but mm-hmm. also just like the graphics were just very strong. Yeah. And I feel like that's your strong suit is like graphics and yes. doing a lot of bold like designs and i really appreciate that thank you and it's always going to be the message behind it for me you have a lot of good messaging on there yeah very positive yeah this time i feel like it's a little bit more like well-rounded okay this this collection i would say is pushing me to really talk about the struggle the struggle (laughs) the struggle you know having been you know spoiled by corporate and being able to like I was telling you in the car earlier it's like I've had access for the last 15 years to mega teams and building a teams and I'm known for building teams yeah and with that comes if you say to me Madi I need a collection in a week I'm like cool I can do that in five days because I have access to the assistants, the designers, the graphics, all of that. I've been stripped of that. Yeah. Doing this by myself. I am funding. I am. I'm doing the line plans myself. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the design work myself. All of the creative and the story and the narrative behind the whole line has to come from me. So it's taking a lot from me emotionally physically spiritually to make this happen on the 18th yeah but it's a journey that i'm like i am not tapping out girl <laughs> i'm i'm waking up every day on three hours of sleep i don't know how i'm doing it there's days that are better than others and if you follow my close stories you just know like she's having a day <laughs> but it's just been like that i almost feel like i'm in a reality show you know like when they're like about to have like that moment where they're gonna start crying and shit Mm -hmm. i feel like that's been me a couple of times just this week (laughs) with with juggling just like life with juggling the nine to five job and you know making time for family and 
trying to figure out like wh- where in the 24 hours is the me time not the sleep time because the three hours where i'm out i'm out like i have no control over those three hours i'm right. in jesus's hands like you're literally I hope just I wake trying up to recharge right I'm, yep so like where is that like time for myself where i'm like yo i'm just gonna um do like a little like face mask or just take a nice shower or you know um box or whatever it is that i do to, is my outlet that is my physical like retreat yeah. from all of it any of my friends and you included you have a dream i don't want you to have like a limited dream right you, you, you know dreams are free mm-hmm. they don't cost it don't cost shit to have a dream so why should your dream be small right your dream can be as big as you want it but having that big dream comes with big sacrifice what are you willing to compromise right now to make that happen so for me yes i'm tired yes i'm broke because everything i make is going back into the beast of like that like fashion that it's like it's a never-ending cycle it's that um bottomless pit and feeding your creative is just it is expensive yeah um so i'm blessed in one way that i make enough that i can do that but you you have to learn like there's there is no excuses if you don't get to where you want at the end of 2023 it's not because the world was against you it's probably because you were against you Ooh, yeah don't you think so you can be your own worst enemy for sure yeah yeah that's sitting and procrastinating it's not the world it's you so I always remind people like, well, what are you doing to push yourself to get to the next one? Well, when are we developing this active line, girl? I'm here. It's not like I can, I guess I can use another. Girl, please. <laughs> you do not need another project. You're okay. Yo. I'll, I'll reach out when it's time to reach out. Don't worry. You know me. I'm, I'm always like, yo, I can help you. And even though I'm drowning, I'm like, I will help you. <laughs> like, I'll just, you know, only sleep one hour tonight. I'll just it's sleep no one hour. Deal. It's okay. I, I'm <laughs> sacrificing those two hours for you, girl. Please. Thank you. But no, I'm good as of right now. I'll definitely let you know when I'm ready to uh, receive the help. Because that's yeah. always my thing. It's like asking for help is so hard. But all I have to do is just figure out what I need to do. Because I know I'm going to be in the same boat as you one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll do like a fashion show with the active. But mm-hmm. I definitely want to do an event or something to like showcase it when I yeah. first launch it. So when we get there, it's baby steps. I feel like this year is development year mm-hmm. for that. And then, you know, we'll just keep climbing the ladder every day. Yeah. So, but wow, Maria, this was a beautiful uh, conversation. It was a lot. We, we talked, talked about, about a lot. Everything. <laughs> Literally. We didn't even talk about Beyonce yet. <laughs> we're not even going to. Go, we're we're, gonna do we're that. in the hour. and We're in the pocket. We're in that yeah, pocket. We're good. Beyonce can be saved for another day. Because, you know, Beyonce, she, she trends all day long. So. I got to say, I love Beyonce, though. But she's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. So let it let's plug your socials. Let's tell the people where they can find you, where they can find this invite, this RSVP. Yes. So if you go into at prayed in full, that's P-R-A-Y-E-D-I-N-F-U-L-L. You will find all the information that you need, including the link on the bio to buy tickets to this show the show is february 18th it's called chicano elegance and i hope to see you guys there we only have a we only have like 30 tickets left 
Okay. Yeah, we almost sold out. Ooh. I'm excited about that. I'm super excited. And I forgot to mention um, Vivian Lamoli. She's an actress that is um, was in the Hulu show Eastlos. Will actually be on the runway show with us that evening. So I'm super Ooh. excited to have her on stage as well. That's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, we got some surprises. So come on through. I hope I see you guys there. And you know you're gonna see my girl there. You listen, I might be part of the show. If you don't it's need a, anything it's else. It's a done deal. <laughs> I'm in the show, you guys. I'll let you know what I'm wearing when I find out. But yes, wow. Thanks, girly. Thank you. Thanks for having me, girl pod. Anytime. Girl pod. Girl what? Girl what? <laughs> Yo, that drink you made me. Strong? It's hitting. Oh. It's hitting. <laughs> That's good. good though. That's good. We're warm and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. Just in time for dinner. Yeah, just in time. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. And like I said earlier, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple. Toodles.